We would like to acknowledge the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, the traditional custodians of this land we record on, and pay our respects to the elders past, present and future. God, I need to pee now, but it's okay. Go, go, go. Nah, fuck it, it's all right. Just, you'll be, feel so much better. All right, it feels so much better. I'll just talk about you while you're gone. Okay. <laughs> no sleeping at your friend's house. No sex until you have a spouse. No smoking, no drinking till you're 30. Let it sink in. Brush your teeth before you go to bed. Buy a gift when you visit a friend. Stand up, oh, don't you dare sit down. The guests are here, don't make me look like a clown. Because I said so. To because I said so. <laughs> Does it work right? Is that a shit, it's a shit Aussie accent, isn't it? All right. It's um, you know what you sound like. You sound like a cartoon narrate, like voiceover. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, she's gonna try again. No, I don't <laughs> think it's gonna work. Anyway, uh, welcome to Because I Said So. It's a podcast uh, for people of color or for people who are transparent. Um, <laughs> I just got what you said. Such a dad joke. <laughs> no, it's 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 basically a podcast giving you a light, a shining light onto what it's like to immigrate to Australia and come in as a second generation in, in the case of Nazanin or first generation in zero the case of me. Generation. Zero. Oh, I would be a zero, right? We would both be zero because we weren't born here. Oh. Okay, both of us weren't born here in Australia. So we decided to have a podcast about everything and anything, about our lives, really. Can be boring for you. That's totally fine. You can just switch off if you like. But or, do subscribe. But do subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> but it can also be, you know, just you, like us, who has recently arrived to Australia or has or have been here for a while and is just struggling with your identity and you want somebody to relate to, that is us to the rescue. Yeah, and I wouldn't also, like I wouldn't cut it off at Australia. I think it's more Western culture yeah, versus totally. Eastern, Southern. Totally. Not Southern, that's American. That's why she does the marketing. <laughs> uh, my name is Lem. I am recently 30, even though in my head I'm still in my 20s. Um, I live with my girlfriend and her two kids and girlfriend's friend and her two kids. Mm. So we're seven people in a house in Annandale in Sydney. How many ovaries are in this house <laughs> oh five yeah yeah and one one was of- removed sur- surgically actually who's after a tumor my girlfriend's oh i didn't know that yeah oh, when I'm she so was in her early here. 20s that's that all right she popped two kids she's fine <laughs> took a turn for the worst yeah i, I know <laughs> i'm like that. uh did you really want to ask that i should i be mathematically correct <laughs> Five. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, yeah. there you go. Yeah. My point is there's a Can she does she still have periods? Yeah, yeah, you can still have periods even if uh, like Sorry, what was removed? One ovary. Ah, okay. Yeah. So she ovulates and no, well, she periods. Can you get through. your period if your ovaries are removed? That's a very good question. No, when your can ovaries are removed, that's known as a um removal of ovaries. There's an actual word for it, but can I'm you not. Get why uh without 
If she's got oh, one, she her. still can. No, no, she can, yeah. But I'm just like wondering. Oh, w- removing of one ovary still allows a woman to continue to menstruate. When both ovaries are removed, menstrual periods stop. So the reason we get periods is because we have eggs yeah. that come from our ovaries. No sperm attaches. So they're like, fuck Yeah, these but I actually bleed. thought that like, um, so there's like a hormone that the egg re- uh, releases when it's being formed that kind of gives the signal for the lining of the uterus Correct. to build up. Yeah. So I thought that this hormone can still be secreted by our bodies even if you, the Thinking. ovaries was removed right. were removed. That's what I, I was like, hmm. What was the name of that hormone? I forgot. Anyway, that's anyway. just totally off topic there. That's that's what you're going to find with this podcast sometimes. It's just we're going to go like totally off topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The reason that I asked was because I wanted to know like how many women versus men are in this house. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's absolutely like no men. Well, really? Well, Luke is, Luke Luke is a teenager. Is, yeah. Not yet, a, still, not yet a fully developed man. So I was going to say something, but that's known as pedophilia nowadays. So I'm not going <laughs> nowadays. to. <laughs> don't know what she was doing in her old oh, I didn't days. do anything. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Your turn. What, who are you? Tell I us. am Nazanin. Yeah. Very inappropriate. I'm Persian. As Lem mentioned earlier, uh, wasn't born here. Was born in Australia. I mean, no. Australia. No, no, no. Oh, no. Oh. Fuck. She forgot her own story. <laughs> no, I was born in Iran and then we escaped Iran. We migrated to Adelaide, uh, very racist in the like. From eight, Iran from, to. Uh, from Pakistan. Yeah. Because we, we claimed refugee status there for two years. Mm. Then we came here mm. and I went to like an all white school. It was so like dark compared mm. to everybody else. Mm. But now everyone wants to become like me. So Yeah. Weird how tanning came in. Fucking suck a dick. Yeah. My grandma was like, don't you dare go out in the sun, you're too dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, it's in, our, in in um, ethnic cultures, it's more of a laborer's kind of job. Oh. You go out and you're working in the sun. Yeah. You're not educated. If, you have to, if you're tanned, it means that you're out laboring. My grandfather didn't even like us wearing jeans. Oh. Apparently that was like labory as well. Oh, like you have to I thought proper. you meant like because you're women. Well, maybe it was that. No, he didn't like my brothers either. Ah, uh, yeah. okay. Just weird shit. You'll get to find out about all the weird yeah. shit. Well, to you, weird is relative. Yeah. Um, about sex. That is what we're talking about today. Let's talk about sex, baby. Yeah. Let's talk about Lem and me. Oh. Did you like that? Not together. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, no, 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 no. Warning. Uh, I know sex is like such a massive topic, um, what we can delve into and what it is. But what we are talking about is how fucking taboo it is in our culture and why and what it is like. Like you hear that sex is taboo in the Arab world. You hear about it. You don't really get the picture of what happens to people and how, you know, I came about to start lacking pussy. Like, I, it wasn't one moment, I think. I idealized women my whole life. I thought they were, like, superior creatures. Yeah. So it was an intellectual thing at the beginning. And then um, I experimented with a woman at uni when I was 20. Oh, okay. A bit older. Never as a child, like, younger? No, no, never. Right. No, never even thought about it. No, actually, I did masturbate about women and think about women. But, like, I didn't really tie it in my head that I'm gay mm. properly. Until much later on did I realize that, yeah, I actually like women more than men. But I was dating men my whole life. And then I dated a woman for two years in Jordan, undercover. Mm. Mm. Nobody knew about it. How do gay people meet each other in 
Oh, mm, gay people meet like, each other. In, yeah. Because it's illegal there, right? Yeah, but I think the more you have a suppressed culture, the more they find ways to meet. and To be to, sneaky. To, yeah, like there was a bar that all of us went to that like we could meet each other. But it was more like this girl in specific, like we, we used to be friends and then she opened up about her liking women and then I did open up and then like slowly you're like... And then all of a sudden your face was in her vagina. Yeah. No, <laughs> it was not like that. It was much more torturous than that. You just can't put a face in the vagina in public there. You have to book a hotel and you have to do things. like Yeah, right. Yeah. But sex was always something that was much bigger than it was for me because of the weight like it it just became such a a heavy topic because we didn't talk about it but I was always interested in it even when I was like a younger teenager I was always like wanting to know more wanting to be the class buff who knows everything um and my mom was biologically or like as in haha I've had sex or... No, no, like biologically, yeah, like right. knowing the ins and outs of it and everything yeah, and yeah, like yeah. what contraceptive methods and like... Yeah, right. I would read a lot about it. And my mom was, I would say, pretty open compared to other parents. Mm-hmm. So one time I remember I was 11 years old, 11, maybe 12. She's like, mama, <laughs> when a man touches your breast, and she touched my breast like that, <laughs> the, yeah. the penis goes... Like it goes up. Like it goes up. Hand gesture up. Uh, yeah, hand gesture. Thank you. And that was like to her, the explanation yeah, of like, right. it just gets hard that's and that's how people have sex. And like... Oh, so she didn't go on to explain that no. that pain, hard penis then goes into your vagina. No, I don't think she right. ever did. No. I read about it a lot. Okay, I, so you're in Paolo Coelho's 11 Minutes was a very big uh, learning book for me. It was about a sex worker who documented her days, really. And the reason it's called 11 Minutes was it took her around 11 minutes, she estimated, to have sex with every customer. Like, that was the amount of time. Not when you're having sex with a woman. It's much longer, I think. Yeah. And then I I got, you know, in my teenage years, I became, like, really, like, jokey about it. And, like, you know. But losing my virginity was such a big deal. For you? Yeah. Yeah. Lesbian virginity or penetration? Oh, that's a very good... Penetration. Um, penetration. I think everything happened at around 20 when I was 20. Yeah. 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 I had a crush on this girl. You were finding yourself. I was finding myself, yeah. yeah. I was religious when I was a bit younger. I was like quite Christian leaning mm-hmm. and I felt a lot of guilt and I didn't want, you know, to lose my virginity and all of that. I met a really hot guy who I still think should have taken my virginity back then. Now I think about it, I'm like, it's totally fucking normal what I did. Totally. I did not do anything wrong, no. I think. I every Well, I did have unprotected sex, I have to admit that. <gasps> lem, lem. Yeah, We've I all did. done it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> she was about to... But yeah, like, I think sex to us, it was just like, we didn't speak about it a lot, but definitely there was a double standard between me and my brothers. I was expected to be Imagine. way more, like, cautious and... No sex at all. And my brothers are fine to bring their girlfriends in their room, wow. into their room. Yeah, yeah. Total double standard. Until now, I tell my mom, you know. Wow. But then again, I got my ex girlfriend in my room and she had no idea what we were up well, to. Well, that's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so, <laughs> that's where you were lucky. Advantages of same sex relationships, relationships undercover. Yeah. Taboo same sex relationships. Yes, I have to say. What about you, by the way? So, my. 
parents never spoke to me about it, mm. about sex. It doesn't exist. It doesn't, yeah. If I don't talk about it, then she'll never do it. Is mm. kind of their theory, boy, where they're fucking wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where you're like goody goody, but like real devil underneath? Um, I just did every, like what normal kids would do mm. and teenagers would do when it comes to liking boys and then mm. wanting to take it. My first kiss wasn't until I was 14. Mm-hmm. Mine too. Yeah, great. But then I jumped the gun and was just like, had sex <laughs> 16 and that's quite young for, for someone for, yeah for an ethnic girl mm. but at the time my partner was quite older than me and mm. that had a lot of influence mm. as well but I think I mentioned it in like our first ever ep where I saw myself as a, as a total different individual when I looked in the mirror and that was because it was cultural because my parents were always like never talked about sex was like you can't move out until you get married and so you know what that means like essentially yeah. it's taboo to even have sex you can't if you uh, can't move out before you get married then obviously that that means you can't have sex before you get married but my mom just let my primary school deal with it like signed a permission slip that I could go to class and like get sex ed done and that was it so that to her is like for her standards it's pretty open yeah she was like I want my daughter to know about it but I don't want to be the one to tell her Mm. I think my grandma would have been like no you can't even learn about it whereas Mm. my mum was the next step but it definitely is like, you know, we joke about sex all the time, me and you, and everything is always related to sex. But that's because it was so taboo growing up. But that's why we enjoy it a lot too. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I actually think it plays a role like when you're a little bit repressed to like totally actually enjoy it in a, in a different, I mean, it really took me a very long time to stop associating it with perversion. You know, like... Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, I was just ahead of everybody in that in that way. Like, a lot of my friends held back. I was the odd one out. Like, yeah. to hear, I'm fine. Like, not fine, but I'm like oh, the average girl with the average sexual activity. But, but in our culture, I was really deviating. Like, it was such a big deal and 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 none of my friends like maybe two or three of my friends actually went ahead with it before they got married but otherwise I mean would they have told you if they had done it I was the sex guru I told you yeah they came to me to ask about sex advice and shit okay so they'll be quite open with you yeah even though I don't know what the fuck I was talking about but yeah yeah I just had one step ahead of them I guess a lot of people think that sex And like the reason why people in the Middle East can't have sex is Islam or the religion. I I don't think so. I think it's a cultural thing because I come from a Christian background. And I know here Christian backgrounds, like Catholic backgrounds, can also be quite strict about this. But it's a culture. Mm. It's it's a culture. And in my opinion, it's patriarchy. Like, obviously, it's not just my opinion. A lot of people agree on that accord. It's controlling where a woman goes I was literally about and to say. what she's doing yeah because if you if you have that as as a social taboo then you can control her movements and you can control what she can and what she can't do and fuck it's a pleasurable activity it's like incredible mm. Mm. I remember from studying a bit of Islam as well I was like really interested in the culture of Islam mm. as well one of the things that they were saying is that if you don't have enough sex with your wife 
she can become fitna, which means like she can stir fucking shit up and like ruin the world. And facts. Even though people it's think facts. that Islam, <laughs> like if you leave her horny. Yeah, it's true though. Yeah, yeah. Even though people think that Islam is like really reserved about sex, you'll be very surprised to know that a lot of text is written about how to have sex and when to have wow, sex. I never and knew that. Yeah, and one of the things that one of the hadith, which means like the speeches for the people who came after the Prophet said, was basically that you need to have sex with your wife. It's mm. your duty as a man mm. to have sex with your wife. Wh- whatever it is, whatever form it takes. Yeah, but man takes that and just makes it to whatever they want. Yeah. Like that's the first time I've heard of it. Yeah. Women having enjoy sexuality. Yeah. It's, by their husbands, obviously. It's a duty in yeah. Islam. Um, I absolutely... Did not enjoy sex as probably what I should have. Really? Until I got married because of oh. that overhead. Like my you, psyche was just like, this is bad, this is bad, this is bad, this is bad. Because you kept thinking that he's taking something away from you every time, right? Did you ever have that feeling? No. Okay, that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> no, for me it was, we'll come back to that. Okay. But I feel like for me it was just more like, I shouldn't be doing this, I shouldn't be doing this, this isn't right, this isn't mm. right. But then it was something that I wanted to do so I could never wholeheartedly like let myself go and enjoy yeah. myself until I got married. Then I was like, okay, So could you not okay have now. orgasms before then? It was, it's very hard for me. Wow. But when I got married, then it became so much easier. It, that's <sighs> the psyche. Crazy. And that is what I want to like not have my child do because whether we like it or not people are going to have sex mm-hmm. before you tell them to yeah so just fucking let them enjoy it because yeah. that's what we're supposed to do mm-hmm. age appropriate yeah. please yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't be like a little whore like me <laughs> gallivanting around sydney um so you were saying that you feel bad that like he shouldn't be doing this yeah because my mum and my society taught me that a man gains more than a woman when they're having sex so for the longest time I thought that you know like oh you know he get it was an ego battle you know like like okay I enjoyed this but he took something out of it and I couldn't trust very well I mean, maybe that's why I enjoy more sex with women now. But yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it it might. So be your mum made you a lesbian. My mum made me a lesbian. <laughs> mum, <laughs> I worked it out. <laughs> it's you. I don't need to go to therapy anymore. Oh, FYI, my mum's not very happy about me liking pussy. By the way, I mean she is behaving way better than I expected now. Uh, two years after I told her, so she ignores it. Like she doesn't talk about my relationship. Mm. She doesn't, doesn't ask, ask about how it. Chris is, how the kids she are. She has once asked how my girlfriend is. Yeah. Uh, kids is fine. She asks about them. She tells, she gives me recipes for cakes to make for them. But okay, she's so like, she's I wish around. you could have this relationship without the sex. It's like, what, I'm holding her hand, sleeping in bed and she's just being good night? <laughs> just like spooning and cuddling, <laughs> brushing each other's hair. The fuck? <laughs> I'm in my prime sex years now. Yeah. I want to enjoy that Oh, shit. yeah, we are in our prime. Yeah. And on that note, make sure you do send us your traumatized taboo stories or lack of mm-hmm. parental stories. Please. Please. If you like what you have heard so far, which literally every episode 
like I said before, is about sex. (laughs) Please subscribe. And you also need to remember that we can't do this without you. So if you don't subscribe or download, we really... We're coming at you with an Arab (laughs) slipper. (laughs) That was the shoe being thrown, by the way. But you can also follow us on Instagram at because I said so underscore podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Au revoir. Oh wow. Yeah, we should do that. Mm-hmm. Like add a bit of like Yeah. Ma salam. Yeah. Um that means bye bye. Um What is it in Persian? Khodafes. What? Khodafes. Khodafes? Yeah, perfect. Khodafes. Khodafes, motherfuckers. <laughs> Fine.